Ken, thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this meeting back. He's one of my senators, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. Ken, how are you? Good to see you. Mags, I'm doing great. Great to be with you. What the hell are you doing getting stuck in the snow? <laughs> You're a Texas guy. What is going on? Well, I, I'm headed home to Texas. <laughs> I'm in D.C. right now. The Senate was in session all week. We got snow everywhere, but I am hopefully getting on a plane and coming back to Texas, and, I, and I'll be glad to be back in America. Hey, that's right. Exactly right, because D.C. many times doesn't seem like it is. Yeah. You, ha you have endorsed President Trump, right? I have. Tell me why, because I had Rain Paul on yesterday, who I think is going to go Trump. He's a Never Nikki guy. He yeah. literally has a website, Never Nikki, but he wouldn't say who he's, who he's endorsing. I'm glad that you are endorsing the president. I'm, I'm wanting him to win again as well. Why this time? Why do you think he's the right guy? Well, listen, I said at the outset that I was going to let the voters decide, and I was, good, I was going to let the voters come to a conclusion as to who our nominee should be. And Monday night, the results in, in Iowa were overwhelming. They, they, it was a dominating performance. President Trump won over 51 percent of the vote. He won 98 out of the 99 counties. The one county he didn't win, he lost by a single vote, literally. <laughs> and, and, and it was the people spoke. And, and the Iowa caucus is, is a process I am intimately familiar with. I have enormous respect for the men and women of Iowa. They take their responsibility very seriously and they've made a determination. And at this point, I think the race is effectively over. I think it is clear that Donald Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. And I think we need to unite as a party to win in November. I think under Joe Biden, the path this country's on has been disastrous. And so I want us to come together, win the White House. I want us to win the Senate and I want us to hold on to the House so that we can change the path we're on and, and, and bring back uh, bring back the policies that work for the people of Texas and work for the American people. It is Senator Ted Cruz. His latest book is called Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism. I urge you to go and get it. He really spells it out, exactly what they're doing and how to stop them from doing it. Um, I don't know if there's some delusion when it comes to primaries. You won Iowa, right, in 16? I did. So Iowa is a big deal. They gave you yeah. great momentum. Um, Nikki Haley came out the other night. I just wonder if you've got a quick comment on this. She said the results in Iowa prove that it's now a two-person race for the nomination. Ted, she was third place. Yeah. What am I missing? Who, who are the two people, DeSantis and Trump? Because when she said that, I assume she meant she and Trump, but she was not second place. What do you read into that, if anything? Yeah, look, the, the, the polling shows that, that she is fairly competitive with Trump in New Hampshire, which is yeah. the next state. But after New Hampshire, we're going to go to South Carolina, her home state where she was the governor. And Trump is going to win by double digits in South Carolina. It is going to be a massive victory for Trump in South Carolina. And then from there, you go to the Super Tuesday states where, again, Trump is going to win by a massive margin. And so... She, she, she could have a shot at coming close in, in the state of New Hampshire, but I think there's no path after that. And, 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 and I think it is clear President Trump is going to be the nominee. And I think it is also clear that, that the policies we had under Donald Trump were much, much better for the people of Texas right. than the policies we have under Joe Biden. And, and so for me, that was a very easy decision. You know, it's interesting because in 16, there were like 18 of you guys. And yep. who, who was Sleepy Jeb and, and Lion Ted and Little Marco and, and all these names that were being thrown about? You guys wisely at the end of it said, well, yeah, he's the nominee. we got to go for this guy. Um, there's so much more vitriol this time. Like DeSantis lovers hate me. And I'm a, I'm a Trump guy. I'm a Cruz guy. Um, I don't know why they would hate me because uh, DeSantis is a very good governor. If he were to be the nominee, I would vote for him. I think mm -hmm. that he's somebody who could run again in 28. I think you can run in 28. So, I mean, I, I don't dislike DeSantis or his followers, but right. there's so much like bloodletting over this race to the point to where people are saying really, really big accounts are saying, I will never vote for that guy if it's that guy. Ted, are we going to overcome this like we normally do? It just seems weird this time. 
Look, I, I hope we do. There's a lot of passion right now. People are energized. There's there's passion between the right and left, where the right and left are screaming at each other. We don't talk to each other. We don't listen to each other. And and there's there's a lot of passion and division within our party. Now, look, primaries are often divisive. If you'll recall, in 2016, Donald Trump and I stood up and we both punched each other in the face repeatedly. Yes. And it, it got pretty rough. Now, I ended up winning 12 states. But at the end of the day, Trump won. He beat me. The voters voted for him, and when he did that, I made a decision that I was going to support him and work with him, and I became his single strongest ally in the U.S. Senate. Right. And, and the reason I did that is, 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 listen, this is not a game. This is not a joke. This is, this is playing for real, and the policies the federal government puts in place make an enormous difference. And so in 2016, the week after the election in November... I got on a plane. I flew to New York. I went to Trump Tower. I spent four and a half hours with President Trump and his senior team. And I said, Mr. President, this is an historic moment. This happens exceptionally rarely that we have unified control of the White House and the Senate and the House. We can't waste it. We can't blow it. And I told him then, I want to roll up my sleeves and do everything I can for us to deliver on our promises. And I think we did a remarkable job of doing exactly that. We need to do the same thing again now because the crisis is much greater now than it was then, and we've got to right the ship. Senator Ted Cruz's latest book is called Unwoke. Go and get it right now. Let's talk about the border. Ted, the border's not broken. The border's just ignoring the law. The border's uh, ignoring what worked when Trump was in office. And all of this legal wrangling, let's add some border money to the Ukraine money, to the Israel money. None of that has to happen. Don't you guys, or at least the House, you not, I don't know that you're in the Senate, but isn't there enough leverage by Republicans and conservatives in the, the Congress right now to tell Biden, we don't want new legislation on border. We don't want new money for it. Don't throw one dime at the border. Just undo every executive order you did day one because he overturned every Trump policy was, that yeah. was working. Why wouldn't that work? Look, it, it's absolutely right that more money is not needed at the border. You and I both know Brandon Judd, who leads yeah. the National Border Patrol Union. He's a very good friend. Uh, he, he and I have sat down. I've had him as a guest on my podcast, Verdict with Ted Cruz. And, and, and Brandon has explained we don't need money, more money to secure the border. What we need is policy. And in particular, it's one policy in particular. What determines whether the border is going to be secured is what do you do when you apprehend an illegal alien? If the answer is you put them on a plane and you fly them back, the result inevitably is the numbers plummet because people understand, they find out, uh-oh, if I come, I get sent home, I don't get to stay. Yes. The reason we have this open border crisis is because Joe Biden, his first week in office, reinstated catch and release. When they apprehend someone now, they let them go. They give them a court date years in the future, and they ask, what city do you want to be in? And they tell them what city they want to be in, and Joe Biden puts them on a plane or puts them on a bus and sends them to every city in America. That decision caused this crisis, which means Joe Biden could solve this crisis tomorrow. Yes. All he would have to do is reverse that decision and say, now when we apprehend someone, we will deport them like we did under Donald Trump. And the numbers would plummet. But Biden and the Democrats, they refuse to do it because they want this crisis and they're perfectly fine with all the human suffering it's causing. It is uh, Senator Ted Cruz. His book is called Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism. And again, Verdict with Ted Cruz is his podcast, which is amazing. I think you do a great job with that. Mayorkas is just a tool of Joe Biden. Yes. But 
will a- an adequate message be sent if you get rid of this guy who clearly is lying to you and to the American people? Every time he's in front of the Senate, he lies. Yeah. Every time he's in front of the House, he lies. Every time he's on camera, he lies to the American people. Does it send the right message to get rid of him through impeachment? So I think it is absolutely the right thing to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. I've been calling for that for over two years. Uh, it's important to understand what Mayorkas is doing. It's not that he's bad at his job. It's not that he's dumb or lazy or negligent. He is deliberately defying federal law. He is yes. flouting it brazenly. Federal law says that if you cross here illegally, you should be deported. He's doing the exact opposite. And understand, he is not attempting to secure the border. What he's attempting to do is expedite the process so we get more illegal aliens more quickly. The 9.6 million illegal aliens under Joe Biden, he wants to grow that number to 20 million, to 30 million, to 40 million, because he looks at every one of those as a future Democrat voter. And so I think the House is exactly right to impeach him. Now, in the Senate, the Senate is not going to convict him. Why? Because it takes a two-thirds vote. And no Democrat cares. They don't care about the facts. But the value of the impeachment is to put the facts of this disaster in front of the American people because the corporate media is not telling the American people what is happening at the border, the deaths, the people being brutalized, the women being raped, the people dying of drug overdoses. If you watch CNN, none of that is happening. And so that's the value of impeachment is is to put the facts in front of the American people. It is uh, Senator Ted Cruz, great state of Texas. Uh, Ted, do you think that it's legal? You're a great legal mind. You're a great constitutional mind. Is it legal what uh, Greg Abbott and the Texas authorities are doing, taking over these federal parks and telling the D- and the DPS basically telling Border Patrol, you can't have these people. We're arresting them. I look, I, I believe it is. I also think Joe Biden's defiance of the law forced Texas into this. So this yeah. has not traditionally been how immigration law is handled. But but Texas is stepping up and saying, all right, if Biden is going to create an invasion in our state and no state is bearing the brunt the way Texas is, we're going to step up and do something about it. I salute the governor. I salute the legislature for doing everything they can to stop it. It'll be challenged in court. It'll probably end up going all the way to the Supreme Court. And I think the Supreme Court should uphold it. We'll see what happens in litigation. But but this is what what the federal government, the Biden administration, has forced Texas to do because Joe Biden and the Democrats refuse to actually secure the border and to protect the American people. It's Senator Ted Cruz. Get his book. It's called uh, Unwoke. It's, it's a great read, and his verdict with Ted Cruz is amazing. While we're talking about the border, do you have the power in Congress to defund the NGOs that are circumventing American law to get people papers to allow them to enter the country, although they are coming in illegally? They're literally signing up for asylum or for parole through an NGO and then coming to the border, and the Border Patrol right. says, yeah, we have to accept you. Yeah, look, to the extent they're being funded by government funds, sure, Congress could cut off the funding. To the extent they have private funds, that would be a lot harder to do. But, the, but there's no doubt there's an entire ecosystem of left-wing activists that, 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 that are, are focused on these open borders. They want open borders. And, and what, you know, people ask me all the time, well, why is Biden doing this? Why is he doing the open borders? And, and I think it's really three things simultaneously. Number one... Donald Trump broke the Democrat Party, and and they hate him so much that they've given their agenda over to the radicals and the extremists, and the radical left believes in open borders. They think borders are immoral, and we have no right to exclude anyone. 
And that's who's setting the Biden administration policy. Number two, the corrupt corporate media, because they won't report on it. It enables and encourages Democrats to be even more extreme. And then number three, what I said a minute ago, which is they look at everyone coming here illegally and they view them as future Democrat voters. And so understand the Democrats are making a very cynical decision. They don't care about the 853 migrants who died last year crossing illegally. They don't care about the hundreds of thousands of children brutalized by human traffickers. They don't care about the hundreds of thousands of women sexually assaulted by human traffickers. And they don't care about the more than 100,000 Americans last year who died of drug overdoses. And, and, and I know it sounds harsh to say they don't care, but if they cared, they would change the policies that are causing this to happen. They're not going to change the policies because they value staying in political power more than the lives of those who are suffering and paying the price. U.S. Senator Ted Cruz, the great state of Texas. He's a Republican. He's my senator. Let me ask you about just I'm going to get to education in a second. But I want to ask you one constitutional question about the 14th Amendment. I've read the third uh, the third section. It talks about people holding office. And it sounds like elected office, meaning Congress. It almost looks like it excludes the president and vice president when it comes to insurrection. But if, yeah. but if you read the fifth section, it's very clear to me, Ted, that the Congress has to pass legislation saying Donald Trump can't run for president. Why are these secretaries, secretaries of state and, and governors and Supreme Courts in Colorado, why are they making such ridiculous decisions knowing that what I just said about the 14th Amendment seems yeah. to be true? Listen, both of those arguments you said are exactly right. And actually, just today... I filed an amicus brief in the U.S. Supreme Court supporting President Trump in the appeal from the Colorado Supreme Court. And the amicus brief that I filed, I led it in the Senate. Steve Scalise led it in the House. And we had 177 members of the Congress join our amicus brief. And we argued exactly what you said, that under the terms of the 14th Amendment, this does not apply to President Trump. And, and certainly a Colorado state court has no authority to undermine democracy. You know, there's an irony, Pags. Everything the left accuses their opponents of doing, almost without fail, they themselves are doing. It's like a Freudian projection. And so every Democrat right now likes to puff out his chest and say, we're defending democracy. And, you know, nothing says defending democracy like preventing the voters from voting for your opponent. The Colorado decision and the Maine decision are, without exaggeration, the greatest attack on democracy in our lifetimes. And, and I believe the Supreme Court is going to reverse it. And I think there's a very real possibility the Supreme Court will reverse it unanimously. I hope and pray that they do. I think a unanimous decision would be good for the country, good for the rule of law, and good for the court. So I hope that's the outcome. It would be ridiculous if it weren't uh, unanimous. I agree with you. But I'm guessing one or two might not go with it. It's uh, U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. You mentioned the ecosystem with the NGOs and the border uh, a little while ago. There's an ecosystem in our educational system that you and I are forced to pay for. It's so weird. We've got to pay these property taxes. Yet, if we go to the school board meeting, the FBI is writing down our license plate number. It's very strange. Um, so with all that known, we now have pro-Palestinian stuff happening in school, pro-pride flag and trans stuff in school that we're forced to pay for. But I think the residual effect that the left didn't know was going to happen is it's making people want school choice more. It's making yes. people homeschool more. What, what do you make of what they're doing in our schools? Can we stop it? And do you see what I see that school and home and home uh, choice and homeschooling are on the uptick? A- absolutely yes, and, and and it is indoctrination. The radical left is indoctrinating in our schools. 
You mentioned my book, Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism in America. There's an entire chapter on universities. There's an entire chapter on K-12 through education explaining how the radical left is using education to try to indoctrinate children. And this has always been the approach of Marxists. They always, always, always start with the kids. And, and I'll give you an example from just this, this past week. Just this past week, I sent a letter to Biden's Secretary of Education where I pointed out that in Oakland, California, on December 6, 2023, 70 teachers had what they called a teach-in, where they were teaching kids pro-Hamas propaganda and radical anti-Semitic hatred for Israel. And it, and it included things like, like teaching from, from a book. And I want you to see what this, the, the, this book is. I, I have a copy of the cover, and it is P is for Palestine, a Palestine alphabet book. And it's designed for little kids. This is this is not uh, a, a college class in Middle East politics. This wow. is young children, and it goes through each of the letters. And, and one of the pages says, "I, I is for intifada," and it says, "Intifada is Arabic for fighting for what is right." If you're a kid, or if you're a grown-up, my God, this is ridiculous propaganda. That, that 70 public school teachers in Oakland, California were teaching little kids. And, and, and this is cultural Marxism playing out right here in our schools. Thank you for, uh, for uh, shining a bright light on it. And people who live in that district, they're listening to me right now. They're watching us right now. You should reconsider where your kid goes to school. And hopefully we can do something about our tax dollars not being wasted and, and actually used and, and screwed around with like this. It's Ted Cruz. Get his book, Unwoke, How to Defeat Cultural Marxism. Just barely, uh, you know, tip of the iceberg here, Ted. Come back soon. Let's continue to, to expose these issues that Americans might not know are happening. Okay, I appreciate you. Thank you, Pags. God bless. All right, back at you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Appreciate Ted Cruz coming on. If you missed any part of that interview, it'll be tonight. Make sure you go and check that out. I'm going to put it probably up on X. I'm going to post some stuff over on X. Another big hour coming your way. Keep it on the Joe Pag Show. This is the Joe Pag Show.